Murdoch. I'm coming to get you. Remember Sally when I promised to kill you last? I lied. Get off my plane. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. John, I'm not gonna shoot you between the eyes. I'm gonna shoot you between the balls. The disease, and I'm the cure. I'm gonna take you to the bank, Senator Trent. There can be only one. Dead or alive, you are coming with me. I'm going to kill them all, sir. Merry Christmas, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Gimme Back My Action Movies, the podcast. I am one of your holly jolly hosts, Charlie. With me, as always, is my elf with the most, Nate. Say hello to the people, Nate. It's me, Nate. That's almost how you actually sound right now. when I don't do my radio voice. Yeah. I also have sick Nate, too, so, you know. Yeah, that's the fun part. So you were sick through like October and November. Two months. Somehow virtually you gave it to me. That's uh, called a computer virus. That's Ah. how that works. You know, when you open up all those links I send you, you know. I didn't lick McAfee hard enough. (laughs) You didn't. You didn't. Yeah, somehow I was sick for an entire two months. And And I was uh, like, you know what? I can't bitch out and like say, can we postpone a day or two? because. You did it, and <laughs> I, I went you would never hard. let me hear the end of it. Though, if we would have done this the day I lost my voice, I'd be like, uh, <laughs> it's literally not possible. <laughs> I would have, I would have figured it out. I would have just explained to everyone what Nate was doing at the time. We could have Stephen Hawkins me. <laughs> there you go. I would talk just type text. everything that I'm wanting to say. <laughs> Some kind of Google translate into it. I, I think don't think that's fun. an offensive joke. I don't. I don't think so. You think you're, you 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 worry it's technology way that was really useful and needed. <laughs> you, you worry way too much about that stuff. I think it's totally fine. <laughs> People know what you're getting at this show, and knowing about what we get with this show, we are covering a Christmas movie because it is December. This is coming out five days before Christmas, and like last year, we had talked about not doing the generic the expected we did it anyway and we covered die hard last year so that just means yep we're doing die hard too this year say, we are it really it was one of those like not even like it was like all right die hard too i guess yeah oh it was never like so what are we covering nope it was so we're doing die hard too right it like, just yeah. makes sense and then also there's a little theme to this month that die yeah. hard two kicks off and this wasn't planned as much as it, you look at it and go, this had to be planned, guys. It wasn't. We just started going and picking movies and notice there was an underlying theme. So basically, the end of 2022 is going to be the, 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 it's not even a month. It's like half a month and another month of the sequels. <laughs> yes. So we are ending the year and basically ending the second year of the podcast on nothing but sequels. Yeah. Yeah. Until we get to January with Charlie's birthday month. 
Yeah, my birthday month, half halfway through my birthday month. So yes. this this takes us through the new year of ringing out and bringing in the twenties. So it's all the sequels. <laughs> so this, whether or not those sequels it. are better than the original, eh, you'll have to tune in and find out. That's right. Uh, it's, everyone's open to their own opinion. Just like the sequel we're covering, which is Die Hard Two. Is it better than the original? Does no. it, is it just as Christmassy as the original? No. I love how Nate's answering <laughs> all the questions as we go. We, we don't get to postulate on whether or not it is. Nate's already like, no. 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 <laughs> is this is, Nate's like second least favorite diehard? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Are you counting all the way up to number five? Yeah. Five is my least favorite. Is that good day? Yeah, that's with uh, Jai Courtney, with the with his son. I I you know what? There was a period where Hollywood really wanted us to like Jai Courtney to be like they the next really leading did. man. They threw him in Die Hard. They threw him in uh, Terminator. Uh, Terminator. I feel like there was something uh, else. I was he like, was I don't like this dude. Get rid of him. He was like a I'm secondary. Sorry. He was like a secondary henchman in Jack Reacher. Uh, there is just like Jai Courtney all over the place, and then it's like. No, nah, I'm really not feeling this dude. I don't I don't dislike the dude. Let me put it that way. But I just wasn't feeling what they were putting him in, man. You know. No, nah, you know what? 2023 is the year where I end my rival with Billy Zane and started up with Jai Courtney. <laughs> it's a start I haven't Jai given Jai Billy Zane any shit in a while, but doing Die Hard 2 remind me how much I don't like Jai Courtney. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's not even in this one and it made you hate him. There's yeah. something wrong with you on that. <laughs> Oh man! Well, we let's, get for uh, being in the worst Die Hard and the worst Terminator. Yeah, and the not, worst Suicide Squad. I did kind of like him, uh, you know, as uh, no. was it Cap- Captain <laughs> Boomerang. I I did. I gotta say, I kind of <laughs> liked him in those. He didn't have a huge spotlight on him. Let's put it that way. But but you know, I, I'll always take my uh, you know. Rick Flag, that that's my favorite in those. All right, Rick man. Flag well, for days. Rick Rick Flag for life, man. Let's uh let's go ahead and bang out this trailer so we can start the love fest that is Die Hard Two. Oh, there's a Christmas stuff to story. love. Love harder. Oh, there's there's plenty. There's plenty. Emergencies. We are in a code yellow. Instrument landing system is down. Backup systems won't come up. Every system's dead. These guys shut us down. Attention, all controllers. We have a code red alert. We just bought maybe two hours. After that, those planes low on fuel aren't going to be circling. They're going to be dropping on the White House lawn. I want every officer recalled and assembled in body armor with full weaponry in the motor pool in five minutes. It's time to kick it. Our own SWAT team's gone. Well, maybe they're just a little bit more creative than you think. Start looking for a new miracle. Who the hell is this? We don't need a loose cannon on this deck. You get the hell out of my office before I throw you out of my damn airport. You're the wrong guy in the wrong place at the wrong time. Story of my life. They say lightning doesn't strike twice. I spent Christmas last year. They were wrong. McLean? This what you were expecting? Uh, this is just the beginning. 
Bruce Willis, Die Hard 2, Die Harder. How many times I forget that this has a whole nother title to it where it's Die oh, yeah. Hard. Die Harder. I've just always called it Die Hard 2, and then you'll see something that's like Die Harder. And I'm like, that is such a 90s thing. Yeah, like they really. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was just like, we're really going to bring it harder this go around again. Twice <laughs> the F Bobs, quadruple the body count. Oh God! No, yeah, we'll get there. We'll get there on that one. They, they went. They went. They, 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 they went hard. They went harder. <laughs> they went harder. I hard too, man. <laughs> well, because it's a Christmas episode, I didn't want to be a Debbie Downer and just rag on Die Hard Two. Well, you can't you just know? rag on it. I mean, it's not a bad movie. Jesus, Nate. I know you're sick, but come on, man. Sick in the head now. Yeah, you are sick in the head now. No, it's got John Amos. That dude's voice is, you know, it's very pleasant. I love me some John Amos, who was also in Beastmaster, which we covered last year. So, you know, I lo- love seeing that dude in here. Plays a good character. Also read that him and Bruce Willis did not like each other making this movie. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. They barely like share any screen time together. <laughs> and it was enough, I guess, that John Amos even did some interviews where he's just like throwing the gauntlet down on Bruce Willis. It's like, you'll never make me look like an idiot in public again or something like that. It's like, wow. Okay. Damn. I'd like some backstory on this one. Well, but then we get not- the Grim Reapers in this. Yes. You dance with the devil, you know, and you got to face death. You know, it's uh, William Sadler. I uh, still blows my mind the way they introduce him in this movie. Uh, we talk about Van Damme, but, but I think we literally get like a minute and a half well, of William know, Sadler. Yeah. But in the eighties <laughs> and nineties, sometimes you got to have your villain just like do karate naked in a hotel, which is the exact same thing I do when I get into the hotel room right after check. I kind of figured, you know, you do all those vacations where you go to these rock concerts. I just, I kind of imagine, you know, that's what you do as you're oh, uh, as soon as I close routine. the doors, I drop trowel and I, I, I then I start I do doing karate. <laughs> Everyone should do karate, you know, whatever. And then I turn around super dramatic and turn off the TV. Yep. Just <laughs> so weird. It's such a weird thing to do. In this movie, Just, it's sad because I really enjoy William William Sadler, and like because he's not Hans Gruber, it's so unfair that that's the the follow ups you know villain. It's not fair to him. It, it you're starting with the the deck stacked against you already, but I kind of get what they're going for. It's like Hans Gruber was this like suave, almost like businessman yeah, type. He, I mean, yeah, he was not a, a terrorist, you know. I'm not but, a, I, you know, I'm an exceptional thief. You know, that's that's Hans Gruber. Yeah, the man but, thought very high of himself and then you go with a mil- ex-military who's now a turncoat. Yeah, so you got Colonel Stewart who is methodical, precisely planned, everything runs like a well-oiled machine. There is no room for error. Uh, they are basically freeing a, um, I forget, it's Esperanza is his name. I forget what he, he's like a dictator or well, some that's general. The thing. I don't still don't quite understand, even after all these I, years, all this time, watch this. What the hell does Esperanza have to do with anything? 
I don't know. I just know he's the original like he's there. Django. They got to yeah. get rid of him, like, or they got to save him. But whatever. The point is, the Grim Reaper does hire two henchmen that are fantastic. Did you catch on to the second one? Because one of them is very easy. Well, one's J- John Leguizamo, which is oh, that was not the easy one. Oh, that's not the easy one. That's not the easy one. (laughs) One of them is a John, a very young John Leguizamo. I don't think he has any lines, but you see his face. One line and they dubbed over him. Oh, rude. It's not even John Leguizamo's voice in it. Um, Apparently, I did read this. It was uh, he was supposed to have a larger role. And then when the producers and stuff saw him and saw how short he was, they cut him down to one line. Double rude. Right? Yeah. So That's all right. Like, you know what? 20 years later, he gets his final laugh. Well, actually, I think it's like 32 years later uh, by being the villain in Violent Night. Yes. And I don't want to spoil anything for anyone. But yeah, because I still haven't seen it as you this recording. You haven't seen it as of this recording. Just know that it's it's nice that we're covering this movie and I did get to watch Violet Night. So we'll we'll leave it at that. But what I know was he the- modeled him after, you know, failed action stars of the late, as he said. Yeah. So who's the who's the uh, easy one I was supposed to get on the henchman? The T one thousands in this movie as well. Oh yeah, Robert Patrick. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Which is I was so, so focused on John Leguizamo that yeah. he definitely has no lines, but when you see him it's like Oh, Robert Patrick. I forgot he was in this and he's dead. He has a line. He has a line before he pulls the trigger and kills the guys. Whenever uh, they're like, hey, turn that thing back on. He says some like weird quip and shoots that one uh, soldier right smack between the eyes. And then yeah, the fire. That's right. He happens. does say something yeah. I can't remember was. But like, I do love in that scene, those uh, henchmen are all in like their painter outfits and they yep. are definitely painting like those guys were working. They were working. They were doing uh, free contract work. <laughs> not that I like doing this in every episode, but you keep bringing up things that I'm like, well, I, I have information on that. There's a deleted <laughs> scene that they kill two painters and take their truck and equipment. So they look, they're like legit. They're supposed to be in the airport. Well, like they working. don't like act like they're just like on their lunch break or something like that. Like they have the rollers in their hands and stuff. Oh, yeah, like, man. These you guys are it. actively like, well, you know what? I'm going to make this damn room look good. All right. You got to sell it, man. The, you know, there's a section of that airport forever painted by terror. I'm a painter by day and a henchman by night. <laughs> That's it, man. Look, one man, of them has know, insurance. Right. We don't know which one that is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Get on those, uh, the, the henchman like dental plans and stuff like that. There's gotta, there's gotta be a reason these guys keep signing on. You know, it can't always be about the money. There's a high failure rate being a henchman i'm just saying you know great outfits love it yeah so wardrobe has got you covered exactly so die hard 2 kind of starts like i said with the deck stacked against it is you now have to follow up the the movie that is die hard the 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 huge movie that was die hard without john mctiernan behind the camera yes we get rennie harlan behind the camera on this one and i feel like that's part of to the purists of that you know we've all watched the diehards we've seen all of them 
So I think had we actually gotten like John McTiernan back to direct this instead of Rennie Harlan, I feel like it would have been a different movie. I think it would have been more in line with the character McLean. Even Bruce Willis doesn't like this one. He He's like, it's a rehashing of the first movie. Well, like it's the one thing that's nice, though, the movie does acknowledge it. Like, how does the same thing happen to the same guy, you know, on the <laughs> yeah. same night, you know, like. And that's like a theme that does carry along with the diehard sequels of like, how the hell does this guy never get killed? And how the hell does he keep being at the wrong place at the wrong time? So it does at least have those fun wink and nods that you can see are planted in this one. I that mean, I think I with I, the I think vengeance the... just does so much better. But John McTiernan came back. Well, it was also that the third one, they, they fixed it by that he was actually targeted because of what he did in the first movie that kind of made that like he was just living his life drunkly and he was targeted he was sought out and there just happened to be this other stuff going on so three fixes it two was just like you're at a random airport at a random time at a random night that happens to be when esperanza is landing and i feel like that's also like I, I I enjoy the setting of the Plaza Tower so much more than I do of an airport. Maybe it's just because anytime being in an airport, it's just instant dread of being around all that, yeah. you know, I, how only... busy they are. It's just like, oh, people. Blah. So then you put a whole movie in an airport. It's like, oh, God, get me away from here. At the holidays. At the holidays. Yeah. So, yeah I've been to. So obviously I've been I've, I've flown one time twice technically but when i say i've flown i've flown once i flew down to florida and came back so that's my only experience in a in an airport on a plane any of that stuff and it was not like in a holiday setting so i could only imagine i mean they do a pretty good job of it's crowded there are people everywhere oh, the, the movie feels cold everywhere like, yeah it, it feels like winter that's for sure oh and Everywhere they tried to film, it wasn't winter. <laughs> it was unseasonably warm everywhere they well, tried to film. Even funnier because <laughs> this movie, which it came out 4th of July weekend. And I'll be honest, if you made me watch a Christmas movie during 4th of July weekend, I'm going to be kind of pissed. I think Die Hard, didn't Die Hard come around, around July, September, something it, like I, that? That one original? I don't know, but I just feel like the sequel, that was the perfect setup to release during the Christmas season. Yeah, well, it was totally different than what we're used to now you know release a movie then to get on the box well, office this movie is a summer blockbuster um, and it, it and is this one made a lot of money the cinematography to it the way that it's shot with its um widescreen angles and stuff it's like yeah you could definitely tell this is supposed to be a big bombastic sequel there's no it doubt is. you know it, it far surpassed the original on opening it um it it made good money. I mean, people were ready for a diehard sequel. I, and I, I think just Rennie Harlan just was not the guy to uh, to deliver that. Like he's still very young in his career compared it, to John McTiernan, who is a well established action director. He is. He's one of the action directors. Basically, you know, it's it's almost incomparable. I feel like, again, it was another thing where this movie was up against insurmountable odds to be successful and to carry the torch that the first one set ahead. I think it does a fair enough job. It is, 
it's like my third favorite Die Hard. I like Die Hard, Die Hard with a Vengeance. Then I'll go Die Hard 2 and then Live Free, Die Hard. And then, uh, that was a die another uh good a good day to die hard a good day to die hard see well, i can like, never even remember that one yeah like uh, that one i mean hell 40 minutes of it was just a damn car chase and then your villain yeah. literally bugs bunny with a carrot <laughs> right about, that nails it right there it yeah. really was um <laughs> and, but at least like uh live free or die hard yeah pg-13 was like the dumbest decision pg-13 heard it and then you did the unrated cut which is all it Clearly did was add dubbed. the f bomb, yeah, yeah. All it like did was it was put the f bomb back in. Dub. It was just like ah, like. But I really enjoyed Timothy Oliphant. Dude, Timothy Oliphant. You put him in anything, I will watch it. I, I really will enjoy, enjoy it. Justin Long. Like it's just there's yeah. It's a another one of those where it's like this is a very clear summer blockbuster because I remember it coming out in the summer. I remember Cody and I went and saw it opening weekend. You know, because that's that is my thing with Die Hard. So. My thing with Die Hard's always been a marathon. Like, one, two, mm-hmm. three. Like, it was strange watching this and not even watching part one beforehand and then not watching three after. That's a very rare case. It's also a very rare case for me to watch Die Hard 1 sober. That's usually a very fun <laughs> drinking. I, I have a drink or two with it, yeah. Yeah. We, like, we make a big deal of watching one. You know, like, I've got it on, like, Blu-ray. It's one of our Christmas watches. Die Hard 2 is just one to kind of fun throw in. I was like, you throw it in afterwards. You just, you got to. Before Live Free or Die Hard came out, uh, Cody and I, like, I had bought all three movies. And then we stayed up literally Friday night, watched one, two, three, until like six or seven in the morning, slept for a couple hours, then went straight to the theater to watch four. Yeah. And then we did all over again with part five, but we were a little bit older. And we fell asleep and had to watch, you know, part four in the morning, <laughs> then go see part five in theaters in the afternoon. Oh, how the age sneaks up on you. <laughs> and uh, the other thing is, like, they they went with the Christmas type theme setting. But if like this, this one is clear to me that I don't consider Die Hard 2 a Christmas movie. You know what I mean? This one is what everyone complains about the first one that it's like, Oh, it's just set at Christmas. No, Die Hard two is just set at Christmas. There's no like, you know, tons of like throwbacks to Christmas and Christmas jokes. And they really, I think they only play the music like once or twice, you know, in, in the sequel. So Die Hard two is an action movie that takes place during Christmas. I will forever defend Die Hard as it's a Christmas movie. It is Christmas themes it is Christmas throughout the movie. It is prevalent the entire time and I will watch it every Christmas. It is. And I'm just in the camp of, I don't even want to argue or talk about it anymore. Well, guess what? This is our show. There's no one arguing back at us, you no, know? So I can make a, I can make a comment like this and I don't have to worry about the blowback. Now I do <laughs> like the fact of like what we said in the group is whether you like it or not so much like it, whether you consider it Christmas or not, it is a Christmas tradition. I literally have an, a, a diehard Christmas book. That's like drawn cartoon style, you know, oh, yeah, like I know the, the one. We used to get, yeah, I have that. So 
tell me another action movie that's like, oh, it's not a Christmas movie that got a freaking Christmas book. Okay. Like, it's a Christmas movie. Just, <laughs> just, I'm saying it now. This is the end of it. The debate is over. Give me back my action movies has now said Die Hard is a Christmas movie. It's 100% certified right there. 100%. Stamp, done, double stamp, triple stamp. You can triple stamp a double stamp here. It totally works. Die Hard 2 takes place during Christmas. I do feel a little cheated because I didn't get to be on Die Hard 1 episode. But with Die Hard 2, I got to find the positives, right? Find the positives. I got to find the positives. I think there's plenty. I think Bruce Willis is fantastic in this. Yes. You know, they they let him have more free range on improv, and it's for the best. You know? 100%. It's what makes it still feel like a diehard movie. Yeah. Like, I mean, that is the saving grace of the movie. And, like, I do think that the action is better in part one, but this one does have more action. This is kind of what you expect from the sequels of the 80s and the early 90s with your action movies is go bigger you have to ramp up your explosions and your gunfights and like this movie it stalls though that's my problem like it gets going like you get into this big shootout with the luggage underneath it's a great shootout and we're getting like some great john mcclain fisticuffs Love them. Oh, yeah. So much. Even talking though he's kind to of an asshole. Yeah. yeah, he's talking to himself. He's kind of an asshole, though, for disrupting all that luggage because it's already stressful <laughs> enough if you're traveling, worrying about if you're going to get your luggage. And now all your luggage has bullet holes in it and it right. fell off the like automated track. So it's definitely going to like Puerto Rico and not to you. I've got like a nine miller bullet, nine millimeter bullet hole through my trousers that was, you know, ready to go. And you're like, I don't remember there being a nine millimeter bullet when I packed that. Like it hit my deodorant. Now it's all over my clothes. uh, It it hit my my body spray and now it's actually exploded. It exploded. Yeah. There's no axe body spray yet, though, at this time. I don't know. No, maybe this is my uh, old old spice. spice. My your brute. glass, your glass bottle of Old Spice, because there was no like TSA and stuff like that. <laughs> this, this was you could bring whatever you, the late the old lady brought a taser on the plane, Nate. If we're talking about bringing stuff, there on was the a plane. lot of watching this going. Yep, you could tell this is a pre nine eleven movie because oh my God, wow, there's a lot going on that like. Would never happen. <laughs> I tried it out on my dog and it limped for a yeah, month. I'm like, you're a monster, you horrible old woman. <laughs> and she's reading a magazine that has a, 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 a com- uh, like an ad for Lethal Weapon 2 in it. <laughs> Joel Silver's got to make sure he gets yep. the product placement for his other movie. <laughs> product placement, man. Oh, God. But yeah, there was you could get anything on a plane. <laughs> I love it. It's just you can't not talk about the old lady. I still get I still laugh when she pulls that thing out of her purse, man. Let, let alone they use it on the uh, reporter guy from the first movie. And it was also I I kind of like okay, yeah. So the the guy that has a restraining order against the wife is on the plane. Um John's contact is Al from the first movie and that's the other thing like it's it's cool to see out it, it is great yeah but i it's didn't like, mind man, it but it was just I, it was over al go on vacation with them <laughs> maybe they were like yeah go visit al you know yeah. be like we're gonna go spend christmas with al 
out um, of his family. Like, I, I, I preferred, like, there was some smaller Easter eggs. Like, when his wife is sitting on the plane, she's, like, going through paperwork, and there's a folder that says Nakatomi Corporation on it. Like, I like those kind of little nods. Is the last movie movies. with Holly as well, which is always like. I, I never you know? liked the way they went with the Holly storyline. I know yeah. she didn't want to be in them later or they didn't want to pay her, whatever it was. It still bugs me that they were, they were fine at the end of two. Yeah. And like then John, by the time we get to three, like four, six years later, however long it is, I can't remember. He's a uh, drunkard and she drunk doesn't want anything just, to do with yeah. him. And it's, I never, if there's the anything that follows into the next two movies as well. It just, well, that's now that they could throw the kids in, you know, yeah. but I, I think I prefer to, as far as the family of McLean story. Yeah. Line. You still get like, that element yeah. of like John's trying to be. Yeah. A good husband trying to do the right thing. Like when when McLean fails in this movie, he wears it on his face and he Dude. fails quite a bit in this movie. I still like I, I watched I, I watched it the other night, but I threw it on in the shop today. And the scene with the plane that they purposely crash by resetting the uh, elevation. Yeah. That's still like, man, he's try- he, he is desperately trying to do everything he can, you know, runs out onto and the runway, he's waving just surrounded planes. by not not idiots, but like asshole slash idiots. Like, yeah, it's like how many times does he have to prove himself right before yeah. anyone li- like literally it's almost it's after the fake gunfight before the cop. Even Which, remotely listens even to that him. scene in a pre nine. I was like, "Oh God, he would be shot so many times for doing that." Like, <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. Like, I was those like, Ooh, are the, that's a risky move to like prove your point. Those are the worst cops ever because they all had their guns drawn, and he got through an entire clip in the machine gun. Like, a good cop would have ended John McClane at that. point. That yeah, second right a good there. cop would have like made sure, but that just does not exist in this movie. They're all terrible. They are, and I love the fact that the guy's like shaking after the fact. Like I get that like, that was a very intense thing, but I'm just mad the other cops. No one tackled him. No one did. Yeah, anything yeah, no one to tried stop to stop it. it. The only one that made sense was like having John Amos's character because of the reveal of him yeah. being on you know Colonel Stewart's side. So. That's the only one that like makes sense. But other than that, it's like, good grief. Would someone just listen to McLean? Yeah. And it's, it's a frustrating thing. Like the first one, I kind of understand, you know, no one knows who he is. He's someone in a building. He's, and he's trying to everyone at risk for what he's doing. Yeah. He is doing all of this. And, you know, I get that the cops aren't, you know, he is like a vigilante in the first one they're like look we have a terror situation we have hostages you need to stop people are dying and he keeps going us as viewers understand why he's going everyone else isn't well when you watch number two as viewers and as everyone around him it should be like look this is obvious a this guy doesn't make shit up he literally survived the nakatomi plaza attack two why would he make up any of these stories? Like there was literally a gunfight in the baggage holding. Yeah. Like why you have a guys- man that got killed in the most embarrassing way ever by having like the thing that pushes down on the, the luggage. It just yeah. happened to push down on his face. 
Dude, there was so and, much and stuff roll. in that. There was a robotic arm in that luggage area. Like, watching now, these later, I'm now paying attention I can't attention say I've more. ever been behind the scenes of an airport for obvious reasons. But so, maybe it is a technological wonderland back there. If anyone knows, please email us at gmbmampod.com. Put in the little uh, thing saying Die Hard Trivia on uh, Baggage Claim. And yeah. we will and now, read that on the air. The other thing that I know about airports is from executive decision that you can just crawl around the bottom uh, of them and get anywhere. Also, 2023, we're doing executive decision finally. Uh, yes. Also, John Leguizamo. Oh, um, yes. Yes. I I love that one. But yeah, um, there's a lot of stuff you can't do in planes anymore. Uh, yeah, I, I, just, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe you can go and crawl around the bottom of are the plane there, and are get there, everywhere. Are there tunnels under airports? That's a big question I'd like to know. Well, like, maybe we're not there... allowed to know. Maybe not, but we saw it in Die Hard 2. They were we everywhere. <laughs> there was a there was like a grate that opened up onto the runway. Which looks very all... heavy, and then there's manholes. Yeah, right. Like... I was like, also, there's, there's, that's not a one man lift. That was not a one. It is a one. On there's only one janitor for the entire airport. <laughs> so just like Iwo Jima. <laughs> I love that guy. He's like, don't mess with my filing system. Let's see, is it under P or M for miscellaneous? I'm like. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if Marvin is the guy that should be our Al replacement, but here he (laughs) is. I I like Marvin. I'm sorry. (laughs) I get a kick out of Marvin. But and that's the other thing. It's like there's not as many like likable characters because you kind of hate everyone except for Marvin. I I cannot stand everyone that is surrounding McLean except for McLean himself. Yeah, so you're literally your only person to root for is McLean. Holly's on a plane, so there's like she's in danger, but it doesn't feel the same as when she was a hostage. Yeah, like we so, get the risk with the plane going down, like, oh god, that could happen to Holly as well. Right, but they also right. acknowledge there's like 13 other planes that are just flying well, in a they, circle at the moment. And they acknowledge that they got a hold of like five or six early on and they got uh turned to different airports. And then they also were able to talk to him through the beacon. So it's like, once you did that, you kind of lowered the level of uh, intenseness for me. I wasn't worried as much, except for the ones that didn't have enough fuel to go to another airport. You know, I, I don't know. There was just no sense of danger really, which is okay because then I could focus on the fight. And that's because we don't have Stuart like, holding holly hostage no face to face you know like she doesn't know this man even exists the entire time well no and then like we also don't get that turn which i guess makes sense because they did it in the first one is had stewart known that mclean's wife was on a certain flight that would have been one he would have tried to crash you know that would have been like you're messing with my plan now what i think it is is and they went for is the plane crash, they show you the inside. They show you the people, the old lady, the telling the kid to get back in his seat. And, and you know what? It's it's one of those scenes that's not very long of showing you like, hey, no. we're finally going to get the land. Sorry, you know, we may be delayed, but we always make sure we get you there. And, and it's, it's Cole, it's Cole just, Meany. 
it's yeah. impactful enough to where like when this plane does go down, like it it lands in a sense of like, you know, it hits hard and then it explodes. So it's like, yeah, like none yeah. of them it, make it. it. Yeah. Like, and it's you it's know cold. the the pilot is someone that is known in the actions. You know, it's Cole Meany, you know, from like, you know, um Con Air, Star Trek Next Generation. You know, so whenever you see someone that you recognize and then they show kids and families and everything, I always, though, I always question wouldn't the plane had been more of an angle at that or would it really have been like that close, but just way too fast? I don't know. I don't know planes, man. I don't understand how the landing gears and all that stuff, you know, how far out they got to be. It's like the Esperanza when he has to land the plane at a different runway the lights he was supposed to be on literally just shift like 90 degrees to another set of lights. And I'm like, was it really that big a deal? I get the trajectory you're on, but I was like, it, when you see it, you're just like, well, you just turned lights that were on like 50 feet away to another set of lights that were on. Now. <laughs> I'm like, okay, that didn't seem like that big of a deal to me. I don't know. I, I also enjoy that. Um, Stewart's uh hideout is in this church, right? Because in the beginning of the movie, I like see that them taking out, you know, they're they're doing scout locations. Yeah. But they also happen to carry in millions and millions of dollars of high-tech airport so equipment much. into they this. Built church. an airport like control <laughs> tunnel. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like and, like I'm like, that would have taken weeks. I feel to yeah, build I was like, that's gonna assemble. be a, quite a while to like get that set up. <laughs> They're all like William Sadler's over there just doing naked kata, and we're over here wiring up this entire thing, and no one pays attention to if us at you all. Mentioned that you know to him, he's gonna naked kata us, so <laughs> exactly do what he says. He pulls the gun on his own guy, which I like that scene. It shows that he really doesn't care. You know, it's about getting the job done. It's empty, but he pulls the trigger, which you know sends a message. They really try hard to go. This isn't hans gruber this we're not like trying to copy the villain from the last one this guy That's is the problem if they would have done hans gruber you'd be like oh it's just hans gruber again and that is i, damned I think if you do damned if you don't that's exactly the problem with this movie. This was a damned if you do damned if you don't especially not being helmed by john McTiernan. that hurts this movie ultimately and i know it sounds like we're bashing on it i do i enjoy this movie probably more than nate does um you you do like i yeah. I, I straight up like i there's something hollow about this movie that i can never i still to this day can't fully figure out i think a lot of it is just the pacing of gunfight john mcclain just trying to tell mm-hmm. everyone that they're wrong trying to tell everyone they're wrong gunfight john mcclain wants to get to tell everyone they're wrong gunfight it's John McClane beating his head against the wall the entire movie. Which then you, like me as the audience member, I feel like I'm beating my head against the wall. Yes. Like, God, like, I, just, just let the man to him. punch and shoot. That's yeah. all I want at this point. <laughs> You're also coming behind a movie that when it came, you know, when the first one came out, it was unlike anything you'd really seen before. It's you know, like how I've got my horror movie, Mount Rushmore. Like, that's that's on right. there. You know, that's that's yeah. one of them. Yeah, Die Hard is quite possibly one of the greatest action movies ever made. How do you make a sequel to that? You know, and it's it's your same, you know, complaint when you talk Predator to Predator 2. How do you make a sequel to 
possibly one of you, the you've already greatest. done everything yes. you could do so what's the next step that like, also John McTiernan is I'm thinking about yeah, it too. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's be a, a reason here. you need that guy back to do these movies. I don't care if he doesn't pay his taxes or whatever it was he got in trouble for. I really hope it was just taxes and not something really bad. <laughs> I'm sure if it was really bad, we would know. But if it's taxes, that yeah, we're not worried. Ah, about whatever. It. Let the man not pay his taxes. But it means he gives us more diehard. That's right. They should should have been tax exempt <laughs> just because of Predator and Die Hard. Exactly. How does that but, not like I, Mr. IRS? Right. I did Predator, and that's just oh. what he writes on the W uh, nine. Just, just <laughs> I directed Predator. You're welcome. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> Nails it in. His CPA is looking at it, going, "Yeah, I think this is going to work just fine, Mister McTiernan. We'll get that sent in right away." He did again. <laughs> did it again, sir. Did it again. <laughs> One guy gets a little, you know. That's what happened, though. Is like the guy that busted him for not paying his taxes. Because at this point, this is the story in my mind of whatever it was he did. Um, <laughs> he wrote back, "Yeah, but you didn't direct Predator Two. I'm coming for you." Yeah. I wonder if uh, that's why Bruce Willis in Armageddon goes, we never want to pay taxes again. Yep. He was making sure he doesn't get stuck like John McTiernan because <laughs> he made Bruce, sure it was in his claws. Bruce Willis wrote on his going, I'm John McClane. You're welcome. And sent that <laughs> in. <laughs> so they're just making sure we're tax exempt. That's that's how you get tax exempt status. It's the Church of McTiernan. Is that how that works? I, I we think can do so. that. The Church of McTiernan. We're tax exempt. I don't now can you can say did we offend anyone with that <laughs> joke? <laughs> All right, Bubba. Well, I think this is a good point that um I uh I got something weird in the mail. Oh, and did you now? This is our Christmas episode that we're talking about die hard too. Um, so I, I have a, I have no idea why they did this. It's on VHS. So, uh, give me one second. I gotta do a few little switches. Gotta get a CRT. I, I had, I showed you a picture of my CRT. You did. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I was ready. I still don't know why they did it this way, but all right, let's, uh, let's do this. And this is in lieu of our commercial breaks. Oh, John McTier little... did the rollerball remix. So that's why he did the, the IRS went after him. Oh, he's like, yeah, we're going to have to revoke your uh, tax exemption. This. Yep. That makes sense. Even though I like Chris Klein, but you know, okay. Christmas time. Here we go. Well, I'm not quite sure how we got stuck up on this tree, but here we are, and it's cold out. And thankfully, we have all of our recording equipment. Isn't that weird, though? I don't know what possessed you to say, hey, bring that with us today, but I'm so glad you made that suggestion. Well, it allows us to do a little bit of a festive recording. Uh, Well, we are up on the treetop, as it were, so might be a good idea to do something Christmassy. We don't really have anything Christmassy planned, do we? Not really, but our friends over at Give Me Back My Action Movies and Give Me Back My Horror Movies, they are doing a Christmas show. Oh, man, and my phone's out of battery. I wish I could hear it. But that's fine. We will eventually, hopefully, get rescued. We could 
we could record them something now. We could do that. Yeah, that's absolutely. Yeah, let's record a thing now. That, yeah. Wait a minute. Do you see that thing in the sky? Oh my. That's not. Possible. That is that Santa? I mean, it's a flying sleigh, and traditionally there's only one person who has that. I hear the bells jingling. But that doesn't look like Santa at all. That looks like a giant green mutant. No, it Could can't it be. be? No, it's not possible. Why, yes it is. Hello, everybody, and this is Chud the Chud Muffin, or Chip the Chud Muffin, <laughs> whoever I am. <laughs> and I'm here to say something to everybody over at Give Me Back My Action and Horror Movies. Chip the Chud? I'm so happy to see you. What kind of gift do you have for us? Let's all sing a song together. And here we go. Deck okay. the halls with boughs of holly. La, 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 la. Okay, that's enough. All right. <laughs> <laughs> that's about as far as we can take that. Well, here we are flying away in the sleigh of Chip the Chud, <laughs> who somehow tumbled out and... Yeah, he's dead now. So. <laughs> but we're happy to uh, go and pick up any other spoils of horror characters <laughs> that you would like to have uh, oh, look, Christmas song. Oh, there we go. oh, I could uh, I could also sing as the sexy farm guy from from. <laughs> I don't know if I can sing Jingle Bells, but my sisters could. <laughs> Uh, they're, always, their bells jingled anyway. they're always the ones getting all the attention. <laughs> anyway, I have a sleigh you can ride on. <laughs> all right, all right. Let's fly past him. Uh, let's get back to give me back my action and horror movies. So, welcome everybody. I hope you're having a good time on the <laughs> give me back my action movies and horror movies cr- oh, holiday man. Christmas show. I think I'm just going to crash the sleigh into their house. Yeah, I think we should just end this right here. <laughs> Happy holidays. Merry Christmas, everybody. And uh, thank you all from Spoils of Horror. We hope you're having oh, a great man. time on the show. That reindeer just shit on me. Bye. You know, when you ask your friends to send you holiday greetings and you realize how little they care about the holiday <laughs> where they're trying to go. I don't know. Let's they just... climbed a tree for us uh, up from the roof to the treetops. I, I got it. <laughs> Merry Christmas, Stephen and Leo. Um, yep. They, they were just, they were just here. No too. one is allowed on the podcast. It's funnier than me. <laughs> oh, man. as I am dying over here, that packing was... up a lung as I am laughing my ass off at that. Yeah, see what everyone doesn't know is I got that and got to hear it already, so I could get it ready for the recording. I didn't let Nate listen to it yet, so he got to experience it to raw with everyone else. <laughs> Oh my God, that was so good. It was good. I loved, I thought it was supposed to be Bud the Chud, but apparently the Christmas version is Chip the Chud. So well, that's Bud's, you know, cousin from Bud's, Bud's cousin from the North Pole. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. He got lost it, along the way trying to get to the sewers. This has to become some type of tradition because last year when we had Action Action send us a Christmas greeting for our Christmas special, they literally dropped the F-bomb 20 times or more in their like one minute little pit that they do. And they went, oh yeah, 
uh, we forgot you guys don't drop the F bomb on your show. So beeping it made it funnier, <laughs> essentially. Uh, <laughs> I am. <laughs> it's Christmas. It, it's Christmas, man. It's almost you Christmas. Celebrate we, Christmas however you want. <laughs> it's fine, man. I think Chip the Chud is going to be a Christmas tradition from now on. Oh, my I God. I would buy a Chip the Chud plush. Absolutely. Yeah, we got to get, get a hold of someone overseas where we can make Chip the Chud plushes really cheap. Yeah. <laughs> I, think that, I think that'll be good. All right, man. Die Hard 2. I got to feel we like we've been really hard on this movie. We for have, some reason. I guess. But you know what? This is the part where we, we, we pick it up and just start talking yeah. about all the asses that McClane kicks. Starting with those painters getting shot up. <laughs> yeah, he does. Because <laughs> this gives us a classic rolling around on the ground while shooting your pistol, and, you know, hoping I you hit something. I swear, I feel like it looks like the 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 Nakatomi Plaza when he's in that abandoned like construction area scene yeah. in that one and he's like diving behind drywall and shit that's basically this all over again the unfinished part of the airport and he's diving under materials rolling around shooting I mean, indiscriminately he's not doing parkour he's just being a kid in a backyard yeah well, that's exactly everywhere. what yeah you roll <laughs> you don't jump you roll everywhere you're going you know, he does the barrel roll with the gun pointed out. This is exactly uh, Nick Frost's character in Hot Fuzz. When he goes, yes. did you did you jump <laughs> through the air whilst firing two guns simultaneously? Did you roll everywhere you were going? You know, like, we even get him climbing through Vince again. Yes. Love and that. Like, in the duck I absolutely I adore it. him kicking the vent out and just starting to unload into <laughs> the T-1000 that's below him. I do that too. I call him the T one thousand every he's, time. He's I called him thousand, and now he's Peacemaker's dad. Like that's the only two for I me. I call him T one thousand and Peacemaker too. So <laughs> just really old T one thousand. The metal's a little more corroded. It's totally fine. No, I I think action wise, Die Hard two really does bring it up some. Like Die Hard one is more about like stealth mission with gunplay mixed in this one was like yeah we're just gonna shoot everyone yeah, this is the one where you jump. decide i don't want to do the stealth mission for this no. game so i'm just gonna <laughs> blow everything up this is charlie's version of playing metal gear solid and all those other yeah. games <laughs> i hated stealth missions man like i could literally just kill this guy but if you kill him with a loud weapon it said you lost and i didn't like that <laughs> speaking speaking of games i had the diehard trilogy on playstation the video games where you would play through one, the diehard trilogy one and two, they were a blast. No one, two and three. The diehard trilogy. Yeah. Like there was diehard trilogy part one and there was diehard trilogy part two. Oh, there were two parts. I thought you were like trying to say there was only two in the thing. No, no, no. I didn't no. know so there like, was a second one. Yeah. So what it was is the first one went after one, two and three. And then part mm -hmm. two was um, a separate story where like you're in Vegas and stuff. Oh, I never played that one. Yeah, like it was it was like a continuation of his uh adventures. I, re I, I remember it because it was like when PlayStation tried to bring like their version of a light gun. Um because yeah, it was like, that's exactly what it was. And part two yeah. had the same exact like 
segments where it'd be like the first or third person shooter segments and it'd have like the light gun segments and stuff as well. Light gun segment. And then the third one was basically like GTA, but you were in like a taxi cab trying to get through New York and stuff like that. I don't know if I remember that one. Oh yeah. I used way. to play number th- number three quite a bit. You had the amazing arcade title. Yes. Like no, the, that... the full blown arcade cabinet. Like that's yes. something I would adore to have in the house because that you know, game was ahead of its time. I know you can get like emulators for every game in the world out there. Oh, there's yeah. just there's yeah. just some games I want. I want Afterburner, want damn it. Yeah. I want a cabinet. I want Afterburner. I want like the the cop shoot 'em game where you had the red gun and the blue gun. You could do like the target practice like police time academy. Cop. Oh, no, not time cop. No, That's like, a movie. Uh, uh, <laughs> now there was um time something or another. But no, this was just like a generic, like you were going through like a police academy, like you could do like target training, then they would send you on like sniper things. I know it exactly what you're talking about. I, do yeah, not remember I can't remember the name of it. I can't either. But there was like another one. I don't know if it was like Time Splitter or some shit like nope, that. No, Time Splitters was uh, what Ed played in Shaun of the Dead. Oh, okay. That's what that was. Yeah. I don't know. I can't remember. Man. It's fine. Let's go play cop? the. Was it Virtual Cop? Virtual Cop. Virtual <laughs> Virtual Cop. That's what it was. Virtual Cop. I was just sitting here thinking about the Terminator One Two, where you really didn't aim at anything. You just pulled the trigger and yeah, that way you stra- just pulled the trigger. You, you strafe across the screen and it was done. But one of the cool ones was Silent Scope, because you had the full blown sniper rifle. And, you know, you you'd have to like tip your head away from the scope to see where people are and then move it. I mean, there was one time Cody and I got drunk at a Buffalo Wild Wings and shot oh. so many terrorists in the dick in like Sniper Scope 2. It was God, amazing. I, I don't know how you play that game drunk. Uh, playing that game makes you feel drunk. <laughs> I remember that stupid, especially if you like pointed it and you were nowhere near the terrorist. You're like, I got to figure out where the hell he is. And yeah. you don't take your eye off the scope. Jesus. Why we are we not talking about Die Hard 2? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Quarter eaters. <laughs> Die Hard 2, killing, killing. Die Hard 2, killing. Yes. Uh, when McLean does finally get to uh, our dictator, that is such a great, you know, ah, Dude. freedom, not yet, and then punches, punches him in the him face. Straight in the face. <laughs> I also absolutely just, I don't know. I like this scene, but watching it again, I'm going, those grenades have the longest timers on the planet oh, well i love like so Stuart's like how many grenades we got everyone's got three apiece. <laughs> use them all, all of, of them. them there's nine grenades they are all expert grenade tossers that window is not that big and it's pretty high up in the air i, I love seeing all the grenades just tumble on in. yeah it, and he has enough time to look see them i feel like he counts them panic get in the chair hook up the the harness wait a second then pull the emergency handle launch out and then they all explode but this is like one of the best scenes of Die Hard 2 oh i love the this explosion scene. from behind i love it as mcclade is in that seat screaming <laughs> it is literally reverse of Die Hard one so jumping off of a building with an explosion behind you going down, now it's like, how do we elevate it? Make him go up in the air with an explosion behind it, him. It, it cracks me up because they see the parachute come down. Yeah. And they realize, oh, that lucky son of a bitch. 
And none will think, all right, let's just drive over there, put a bullet in his head, and call yeah. it a day. They do what Scott Evil always tells a Dr. Evil to do. Like, yeah. well, yeah, just go over there. We'll grab a gun. We'll shoot him. And there we are. We got him. I've, I've got one in my room. I'll go get it. Yeah. We'll shoot him together. <laughs> I think it's because you hear the sirens in the background. Um, yeah, as, that is true because they, as you they do, do have do that. Like, the cops coming. Yeah, because, see, the cops don't realize the terrorists are even close by. You know, they don't put that together till I don't know, 15 more minutes from here. I think that's another problem I have with this movie. It's like two hours long. That's the other thing. Like this movie is very long. Like it's and it could have trimmed a lot of McLean dealing with dumbasses to make a little bit more of a uh, you trim the punchier sequel. A good 90, 95 minute action sequel. I think this I would rank this movie a lot higher than I do. If it would have came in at a nice like hour forty, hour forty five. Yeah, Not like two I, hours and ten minutes. <laughs> yeah, I, I, you know, it, it makes it hard to like watch it over and over again. You and know, that's why I don't it's, even, it's I don't the one you just put on right after part one. You know. Well, yeah, there's nothing. I, I will always watch this movie. I'm not bashing this movie whatsoever. I I'm mean, really we not. Do get that Die Hard is a two hour and twelve minute movie, so I guess they were just staying with the formula. It doesn't. The first but, Die Hard doesn't. The first feel one like doesn't that. feel like it's super long. Like everything yeah. flows so nicely. This movie doesn't flow. It doesn't. It it really doesn't. Because it's a lot I, of like, McLean goes from point A to point B, then has to go right back to point A. Then after point A, he like goes to point game. C, then he goes back to point A. This like is where you have to keep going. You have to keep going back to the save point. So yeah. he'll run and do something, then back to the save point run and do something and that's it this movie is a live action video game you're you're, he has to like go and heal or go and re-armor up because he ran out of ammo this is really just a a slow-paced action you know action video game basically and like when we do get to him being at the church and figuring out like we get a great fist fight that ends with an amazing death oh dude (laughs) I love the death in that. I really, I, it's, we're watching it the other night and Jackie's like, Die Hard 2. Um, is this the one where the guy gets stabbed with an icicle? And I was like, yeah, I, I think it is. Hell yeah, it, comes, it is. It comes to that point and she's like, there it is. I, I've seen so many action movies. I remember like Cliffhanger where he stabs a dude in, with a stalactite up above his head by lifting him up into it. Uh, you know, I watched a movie I gotta that, make this you know, confession live. I've never seen cliffhanger. What? I don't know how we could have made that one a Christmas movie just because it's, it's in, the in the snow. snow. <laughs> our same thing. That's exactly what we did for the thing. That should have it's been our the theme. It's a Christmas movie. <laughs> our theme should have been not one mention of Christmas, but there's snow. That's what our theme should have been for the rest. <laughs> I guess sometime at 23, you know, we keep saying that like there's this entire year ahead of us and we're already like, we're allowed to live stream stuff too, you know? Uh, well, we're, yeah, we are. I imagine really a live stream for cliffhanger. Hey everyone, we're going to watch this new movie to Nate. <laughs> new to Nate, the new to <laughs> Nate series. I like that. That could be fun, but yeah, I, uh, there's, we got, damn, we are, we are actually scheduled up through March. That's wild. You just had me thinking Crazy. about that for a second. 
<laughs> I'm still terrified because <laughs> um, we announced to everyone what's happening in February. Uh, <laughs> all right, Die Hard 2. Why do I have to keep putting us back on track for Die Hard 2? It's Christmas spirit. I mean, you get distracted by all the eggnog and the uh, deviled eggs. Oh, dude. Ugh, I love my deviled eggs and eggnog. Deviled I like eggs. eggnog. So, excellent action sequences through here. The church is kind of cool, although you don't really understand what's going on till McLean puts the pieces together that they're finding. You get a pretty good other. idea though. Once all of John Amos people swap magazines and then you see all Stewart's people swap magazines as like something's afoot. And then like, it, it helps too that the movie was smart enough to not show a bunch of like destruction to the church itself. The destruction that's yes. happening is them breaking all the windows. So you have these loud gunshots going off and the windows being broken. Yeah. So it almost gives this illusion that there is live rounds. You know, that there's there's the carnage. There's a happening. firefight going yes. on. It leads to a really great snowmobile chase, which you don't get often in action movies. Nope. I can I can agree with that. You don't get a lot. I think True Lies is another one that comes to mind that there's a nice little uh snowmobile segment at the beginning of that movie yeah, but yep that's true uh die hard 2 is pretty one much... of the james bond movies i can't remember which yeah one. Pierce i Brosnan. think there's a james bond one that they do that with um cool runnings oh wait no that was a bob no, no that one counts oh does it count okay <laughs> cool runnings is an action movie i guess if hackers is an action movie now cool runnings gets to be an action movie it's totally fine that one classic movie that starred Devin Sawa at like a, a ski resort. There might have been a snowmobile there. Casper? Come on. <laughs> no, no, no. That's how Devin Sawa died. Oh, that's right. <laughs> that's, that's how he died. He's not dead, though. May he rest in peace. He kept Devin Sawa's not dead, bro. <laughs> I saw Casper. I saw that documentary. <laughs> it's it's Aaron Carter you're thinking about. Oh, once again, oh, I'm always forgetting about Aaron Carter. Oh, oh, oh. Damn, even I dug that one back up. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, then like John McClane finds out that the bullets aren't real because he gets into a shootout. And that's when he realizes, hey, my bullets don't work. Yeah, but their I bullets him, just did a bunch to me. I had him dead in my sights. <laughs> and then we get the realization he goes and proves it to the cop, which is a really stupid scene. Yeah, that in dumb idea. Movie. You know, and I, I think it really does kind of redeem itself a little bit when you get to the end because i do like the end fight on the plane he literally takes a commandeer helicopter chases it down the runway gets on it and then has to fight a dude that's like twice his side john john amos and on the wing of a plane on the that wing is of accelerated a and you know once again, my knowledge of airplanes not the best, but I feel like being on a, a wing of a plane while it's accelerating, I don't know if I would stay still. I don't think so either. I also don't know if a jacket in the elevators would cause that much problem. Like, why not just raise the elevator all the way up and the jacket would fly out, you know, if it's not being pinched. So I didn't understand that. I did like the fuel door. The fuel door is pretty cool whenever he falls off of it and does the fuel dump. And, you know, obviously you you know what's going to happen from that moment on. You know, it's like, okay, yeah, this makes sense. Jet fuel trail, 
light it on fire. Yippee ki our favorite line in the movie. Well, it's what everyone in the theater is like, waiting for. <laughs> awesome explosion. Love the explosion on that. I mean, explosion as far as pyrotech- but it's, pyrotechnics up. This it's good. another one of those moments where, like, I wanted more of McLean versus Stewart, you know? Yes. And and I don't get that. Or I want... I, it makes sense because now you got like what eighteen people on this plane, like Stewart's man, men. They're all cheering and celebrating. Cheering, and... So then they all get blown up. It makes yeah. sense. Like, oh, there's no way McClane can take on all these guys at once. They all You'd have, have to take them. You have to take them out like in one big go. This is the thing. You're not. It's not. They didn't want to copy the first one. You know, even though there's not really a big fight other than whenever he fights the giant German dude. Um, but it works because you Carl. believe where he's taking each one out one by one, you know? Yeah. It's, it was all them. one by one, one. He can't dispatch them. They're, they're in groups. They're, so it's a lot harder, you know, and that's kind of the thing with the, the diehards and the McLean type thing is there's always a level of luck involved with him when he's fighting the bad guys, you know, is always just this little extra thing. Call it the McLean charm, whatever yes. you want. And, you know, it always seems to work out in his face. Yes, it's movie making. I get it. But it, it keeps going throughout the other movies. Um, but I don't know. I like the ending of this. I think it ends really well. It's a satisfying end. It's so bizarre because Stuart is our bad guy. And then the last 15 minutes, it's like, ah, Grant's also the bad guy. That's going to get like the bigger, mm-hmm. you know, scene. And at that the it, end. he does kind of face and, off and- with him. We you get know. a great one-liner where, you know, Grant's like, hey, too bad, McLean. I kind of liked you. And McLean's yeah. like, I got enough friends. <laughs> I, got, I got enough friends. The Bruce Willis one-liners, man. I mean, we talk a lot about Arnold having, like, one-liners. Bruce Willis, he's got an equal amount, I really think, in a, in most of his movies. You know, like Last Boy Scout, the Die Hard series, Hudson God. Hawk. You know, absolutely love the last Boy Scout so much. Such a good movie. Such a good movie. All right, man. Well, I think it's time for us since we're at the the big finale of the movie, and we you can tell by our tone how much we love Die Hard too. I'm, I'm so <laughs> sorry. I feel so bad. Oh, God, man. This it's just it's just not Die Hard. But all right, man. Let's do the body count. Yeah. Leave anything for us? Just bodies. Body count. Body count. Body count. Body count. Well, for Die Hard 2, this is the one thing it definitely didn't come up short on. Um, it has a body count of 271. Whew. And at least like yeah. 212 of those is from the plane crash. Yeah. Yeah. There's there's a lot of people on the plane that die, and you have to count it because we see it all. Yeah, yeah. We like, see I the mean, people. It's acknowledged. We get to they they say how many people's on the plane. We see it happen. Yeah, like, it's two hundred passengers. So then you factor in you know the workers and the pilots. It's like oof. Yeah. Ooh the, no. The only real takeaway from this is all of the other kills are pretty much done by McLean. Like, Grant kills one guy because he slits his throat, but they use 
fake bullets everywhere else. Some there's a few SWAT people that die early on from the terrorists, but the bigger the bigger body count is John McClane destroying because I mean he kills everyone at the end of in the plane. I mean that was a good chunk of people. There's like twenty dudes in that plane. He killed all those hardworking painter contractors. (laughs) All the paint contractors. We can't count those either. Like I said, it's a deleted scene. Most people don't even know that scene exists, so that's not counting those. But that's uh that's getting us back up in them triple digit numbers we've been missing lately on uh on our body counts, man. It has been. It's been a little while. It's Christmas present. We needed a higher body count. All right, let's do our next thing. Our kill of the week. Have you ever killed anyone? Yeah, but they were all bad. All right, Nate. Out of 271, and I'm going to go say you can't count anyone on the, the passenger plane. Okay. I would never. <laughs> <laughs> you son of a bitch. No. I saw your eyes. <laughs> the eyes of no. <laughs> <laughs> the eyes of no. All right. No. <laughs> <laughs> you killed Die Hard 2. What what do you got? What's your <laughs> kill of the week? There is one where there's a guy that is above McLean, and they are shooting at each other like spy versus spy. Yeah. And then eventually McLean gets to the side because he's on like a painting. Is it scaffolding? Is that the word Sca- I'm looking scaffolding. for? Yeah, scaffolding. Yeah. Scaffolding. And tips the man over. And when he tips him over, the guy falls over and then it falls on top of him, like right at his waistline. Like a guillotine. It's such a great like mannequin death. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. There's some like, height to it. There's some yeah. Impact. Like you see this man get splattered, and I love yeah. it so much. <laughs> okay, well, th- that's mine. That was, that was your runner-up since I wouldn't let you do use the airplane. Yep, yep. Uh, with all the true. passenger people on it. Uh, mine's Merry gonna Christmas. be <laughs> mine. Uh, it has to be John Amos at the end where he gets sucked in through the uh, airplane engine. That I swear that engine would not have kept running after. No, I, I feel like that would have just blown up the engine. That would have incapacitated it. I mean, you hear on the news about bird strikes. And it destroys those turbines yeah, inside like there. A flock that of was, geese can really mess that things up. That was a up, large, so. large man going through the uh, salad shooter, and so he was he was donezo. So I that's my kill of the week is uh, the that's Don a good Amos. one though. It is a good one. I was I really kind of thought about the knife slit that he does to the guy that's not part of the crew. That is a really good horror effect there. So the the horror effect is awesome. You get the lead up of, yeah, kid, I wish you were with us too. He slits the neck, but it doesn't end there. It's the straight face the rest of the team has watching it happen. Like it's a very cold yeah. scene that goes it, on. It makes sense with this being Rennie Harlan. This is the man directed uh, Nightmare on Elm Street Part 4. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. you know, you, you get something that like, oh, yeah, this this reminds me of horror for sure. <laughs> oh, th- there is no lack of blood in this movie at all. I mean, it it's it is more violent than the first. Actually, it's probably. This is probably the most violent Die Hard. I'd say so. I really think this is because Die Hard with a Vengeance is so like close knit because you're following McLean and well, uh, Samuel isn't Jackson going in, like shooting people nonstop. He's no, uh, disarming bombs throughout the city. 
And then Live Free Die Hard obviously went the PG-13 route, so it's not yep. as bad. And then other than some shootouts in the fifth one, there's not, yeah, Die Hard 2 is definitely the, the most at violent. The end, like, yeah. So the, I, stupid face. <laughs> Stop it, Nate. Stop it. It's not like we're ever going to get Jack Courtney on the show. You never and know. Stupid face of his. What's he, what's he doing now? Maybe this, maybe we're all he's got left, man. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know. You don't know the connections I have to Jack Courtney. Stop it, man. <laughs> never going to get him on the show now. Thanks, Nate. Should have just stuck with killing all your passenger plane You're full of people. welcome, audience. <laughs> all right. So, yep, that definitely kills. Definitely die hard to die harder. It, it, a lot of people die harder. Definitely harder. Movie. It's like not even proper English, but it works. Surprise part movie. three wasn't die hardest. The die hardest. Yeah, it's like with a vengeance. I don't know. Because the other one goes live free, die get hard, vengeance. and another day to die hard. Yeah, where's the, there should have been like something else that said die hard in the third one. You know, die, die hard together, something like that. Yeah. You know, yeah. All that right. could be, remember there was, there was the rumors that they were going to make like a prequel that was like half prequel, half present day. I was like, why? Why would I ever want that? Well, I remember when it wasn't just the prequel, like, was it? Last year, or the year before, there was this big buzz that uh, we were getting like something for Die Hard, and Bruce Willis was in it. And it oh turned yeah, out to be a it stupid is the commercial Die Hard battery commercial. Sons of bitches! Amazing. It took that long. God, it, they had to save up a lot of money to get Bruce Willis on there. <laughs> and we've already, we, we've spoken about what happened with him recently, and again. I always hope he's doing good. We understand what he, you know, Seems the like choices he made. Movies, so I think honestly, I think a lot of this was filmed really early on too, and it's just now they're getting released. You know, you don't want to just dump every movie out that you do, but you know, hey, he got those checks. No, yeah, no hate for matters, him, and we'll go. So, all right, man, let's rate Die Hard too. All right, Nate. I mean, Al Leong's you giving Die Hard trying to break your heart here, but it's uh, Bruce Willie, man. It is Bruce Willie. It is John McClane. It is. I think I'm gonna go five out of ten. Ouch! I think it is just what? Just right there in the middle of the pack of being an okay movie. (laughs) You really did want to kill all those people on that plane, didn't you, Nate? I guess so. I was working for Stewart the whole time. Damn, you turncoated me hard on this one. I never saw it coming. Five? Five, I think so. Shit. Even as we're talking about it, I was like, yeah, I feel pretty justified with this. Like, it, It's I, it's not the Die Hard I'd recommend to people. It's the Die Hard I go, yeah, you just watch it after part one. Yeah, but I have to watch it after part I one, know. though. It's I know. Mean, it's a very confusing, you know, algorithm here. Wow, I'm right. speechless here. That, that just means it's okay. Because, I mean, Die Hard is, is a 10 Al Leong movie. Oh, well, yes. You're, you're saying it not dropped like, by half yeah, in quality me. and enjoyment. And then it, wow. it really went up for three. I, I still say three is my second favorite. Oh, but, yeah, like that's definitely. But two is my third favorite. I still... 
Like Timothy Oliphant is great, but it wasn't enough to make it better than two. You know what I mean? It's it's wow. I am I am taken aback here. I was not ex- I was expecting a somewhat low number, but oh, like a four would be way too low. Like no, this is not a four. You can't. I, I would honest. I would definitely say no. You're not allowed to go. Yeah, less than a, like five. Just. To but, me, I'm reacting as if someone said zero. You know, it's like because <laughs> it's Die Hard. No one wants it, to talk it's, bad about it's Die Hard. Die Hard. It's Bruce Willis. It made a shit ton of money. It has There's, a great title. It's a great title. There's a huge body count, explosions, gunfire. Damn it, man. Um, I had a number in my head, but damn it, man, I I can't let your number stand. So I'm gonna have to bump it. I'm I'm going. <laughs> I'm going eight. I'm going that eight. That feels too high for Die Hard 2. It was going to be seven, five, but you made me have to give it half a point. Um, just because of how badly that I feel now. You're just trying to find balance in the universe. I have to balance <laughs> it because I would probably, this would be a seven and a half for me, which is, you know, three quarter. It, there's enjoyment to it. It is my third favorite Die Hard, you know, so that tells you like Die Hard with a Vengeance is like nine. So if yeah. it's like 10, oh, yeah. 9, 8, I, I can justify even doing an 8 because I own it. I watch it. You know, just like you said, I watch it whenever I watch Die Hard. There's still Christmas themes to it. I still watch it in December. I can't go that low. I can't. I God, five. Damn. Damn, man. I almost would have rather you said two because then we could just make fun <laughs> I of it. I couldn't do that. I couldn't do that. I, 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 but I feel five is more personal, damn it. Yeah. Right? God. It's personal to you, Rennie Harlan and Jai Courtney. I hope you're happy with yourselves. You keep blaming Jai Courtney for Die Hard this is what he does to me. Jesus. He's not even... He was, he's our age. I think he's my <laughs> age. What is... He was watching Die Hard 2 when I was as kids. Yeah, What's but for, somewhere out there, he was in his bedroom of lotion going, I'm going to ruin Die Hard one day. What is lotion? Stop it. No, this is Christmas. Happy thoughts. Happy <laughs> thoughts, damn it. Wow. Ringing in the Christmas spirit with some venom. Ah, five for Die Hard 2 and a hate a new feud with Jai Courtney going into 2023. <laughs> Golly. I don't Big know, things man. are going to happen in 2023. Ah, <laughs> uh, I guess, man. I guess. All right, Bubba. Well, I, I almost don't think you deserve to get the do the trash review. Oh, no. Because no, no, I kind of feel like. I have found a trash review that is the best trash review I've ever seen. It better be good because I'm otherwise I'm going to edit it back down and make your rating the trash review. <laughs> That's what. If I don't like what you say, people gonna aren't going to understand this and segment. Paste me. Elsewhere. Yeah, I, I see how it is. You forget I can move everything. I can make you love Die Hard too, you son of a bitch. But here you go. I'm <laughs> the trash drop. man. I come out, I throw trash all over the all over the ring. And then I start eating garbage. And then I pick up the trash can and I smash the guy on that. Oh, that's gonna be a disaster. All right. All right. Redeem yourself, boy. <laughs> this comes from I'm Seg who gave this a 3 out of 10 back in 2018 with the title, Die Hard 1 was better. Much, much, much better. Okay. 
Die Hard 1 was better. Much, much, much better. Die Hard 1 was better. Much, much, much better. Die Hard 1 was better. Much, much, much better. Die Hard 1 was better. Much, much, much better. Die Hard 1 was better. Much, much, much better. Die Hard 1 was better. Much, much, much better. Die Hard 1 was better. Much, much, much better. Die Hard 1 was better. Much, much, much better. Die Hard 1 was better. Much, much, much better. Die Hard 1 was better. Much, much, much better. Six out of 15 people found that helpful. I bet. I bet it totally changed their outlook. It was short. It was to the point. They really made their point across. I don't know, man. You'll have to wait till I release this to find out if <laughs> you're the trash review or if I let the Family Guy version of a ma- a movie review make it to air. Oh my god, <laughs> this should have been like one of the great action movies to cover for the action podcast. Damn it, I feel bad. Damn, I shouldn't feel bad after doing an episode. Oh my god, I know. It's strange. This movie is not quite a lump of coal. God. That's five. We're never doing five. (laughs) I I should make you do it. No, you can't make me watch it again. I can't make you watch anything. (laughs) It's actually going to be one of Pete's pick in February. Oh, I would die. I would die. I would die laughing if he I would laugh my ass (laughs) off. I know it won't be. I guarantee there is no diehard in any pick. I'm guaranteeing I won't know most of the people in the movies Pete picks. So if they have subtitles, that's what I'm expecting with Pete's picks of movies. So the, the our episodes are going to be us reacting to the movies. Most of the people probably won't go watch them. That's going to be the thing. <laughs> yeah. They're like, we're just going to hear the pain Charlie and Nate have to go through because Pete giggles every time we bring it up. And I'm just, I'm terrified for what's going to happen. With good music. All right, All right man. Well, let's... Uh... All right, everybody. For being our Christmas episode. God, I feel like we're on the naughty list now, Nate. What did you do? What did I'm you not do? On the naughty list. Like you I, are definitely you know, on I the naughty tried list. Really hard this year to be good. Yeah, but you start you're on your second feud. Yeah. Your second feud, you gave well, Die Hard in a two. new year. I gotta start new feuds. You gave Die Hard 2 a 5 out of 10. That means it's okay. It's right in the middle. Right 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 in the middle. Just like that guy that got squished. Yeah. All right. Well, everybody, thanks for checking us out on our Christmas episode. We hope everyone has a Merry Christmas that's coming up, depending on when you listen to this. As it drops, Christmas is next Sunday. We hope you get everything you wish I for. I hope you like Christmas. I hope you like Hanukkah. I hope you like Kwanzaa. I, I got like, uh, yeah, the other yeah, all of, uh, Whatever it is. Happy holidays. Every holiday. No holiday. I like deviled eggs. We all love deviled eggs. We all love eggnog. I now have to go return Nate's gift because I got him the ultimate Die Hard 2 collector's edition. So, oh, is that the one that comes with a real life icicle and eyeball? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Damn it. <laughs> 
comes with a little tiny uh, keychain clip with the blue tape around it. You know, so <laughs> I may just keep it for myself now. But uh, and please make sure you go check out all of the other shows on the Give Me Back My Podcast Network. Most of them are doing Christmas themed shows as well. You got the uh, Monster Movie Stomp Down, Good Beer, Bad Movie Night, Give Me Back My Pro Wrestling. All excellent shows. You should be listening to them every week or every other week. Please go check out Spoils of Horror. Those guys were just on the show a couple weeks ago doing Class of 1999, which, yeah, it's a far superior movie to Probably uh, is like 2. the best movie we've ever covered on the entire podcast. I'm it, really staying by that. You know I didn't give it a 10. Uh, it's the only reason I'm not firing you right now is how much love you had for Class of 99. It's kind of ruined me, honestly. Like, <laughs> Is that what happened? Nick, for the last two days and like just watching movies nonstop and going... Well, I want something that's like Class of 1999. And there is nothing else like Class no. of 1999. It is. I am now forever going to be chasing this dragon. Yeah, it is incomparable. You're welcome. I've, I've had that one up my sleeve for a little while. I want uh, the whole podcast to revolve around Class of 1999 now, and I haven't figured it out yet. Should We if should do like those, exist. those ones that break it down minute by minute, and we break down. Just so I can watch it again? Just so, yeah, you'll have you'll have to watch it like every week, and you just and what it is is you have to watch the whole movie, but we're only going to talk about like sixty seconds of it. Oh, you know, so you get to watch it every week. Um, I don't know. There's a Big Trouble in Little China thing that does something similar where they talk about every minute of Big Trouble. In well, Little I get China. that. That's like a perfect movie. You just said Class of 1999 is a perfect movie. Yeah, it is, but it's different. <laughs> but you know, I you can't describe gay. it. Yeah, you still get Daughter. Class of 1999 has Christy. That's that's what it is. I think that's Cody. Really infatuated with those two. I am. There's nothing wrong with that. But anyway, please go check out Spoils of Horror. And, you know, all our other great podcasts that we support and follow. 100 Horrors, Bad Movie Cult, Podcasting After Dark, you know, $2 Late Fee. Everyone, I can't list them all. There's too many to list. But, you know, there's great community we've built here. We are zooming to our second year of doing this podcast, Nate. We're almost to our second year anniversary. That's end of it's January. Mind blowing. And yep. all I do is like want more movies to cover. Yeah. Yeah. We'll probably have our, our uh, checklist filled up pretty quick before the end of the year next year. So, all right, brother. Well, God, God, I feel like we should have done more for Die Hard 2. Damn it. Ah, we should have done like another snow movie like Cliffhanger. Well, we can't really do Die Hard 3 next Christmas. Or can no, we? I think that's a 4th of July movie. It is kind of a 4th of July Or movie. Memorial Day, maybe, something like that. Maybe we'll do Cliffhanger when it gets cold. Yeah. Maybe we'll do that. All right. Well, All right, man. You, you got done? any final words for us? Just like Iwo Jima. Hey, 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 Charlie. What? Hey, Charlie. You know what? how, like, we don't say the F word on the show? 
I do know how we don't say the F yeah, word on the but, show. But check this out. Yippee ki yay, Mr. Falcon. <sighs> Nate, you gave Die Hard 2 a 5. What the? Uh, I know we just finished recording. I, I can't do this. I can't. I can't put this episode out without some kind of fix. We our our Christmas episode cannot be Die Hard Two getting a five. I'm gonna have to do something. It's gonna be pretty drastic. It has to be done though. Sorry, Nate. You did this to yourself.